Welcome to this episode of Horrific History and Hauntings. I'm Beth. And I'm Ramey. We're your hosts, here to talk about the stories that the history books ignore. From horrific epidemics and gas leaks. Gas leaks. That would be horrific. (laughs) From horrific epidemics and ghostly hauntings to the catastrophes and tragic events that have sickened humanity. Beth, what are we talking about today? I have some last words. Interesting last words. Well, let me get my notepad out. (laughs) I've also added a few. I'm going to call them fun facts. Some of them are not fun. Interesting facts. Are they, in fact, factual? I I did my best to make sure they were. Okay. But if not, I apologize. So I guess let's get into it. These are from mostly famous people. There's Alfred Jarry, born September 8th, 1873 in France, died November 1st, 1907 in Paris from, I believe, tuberculosis. He was a French writer, mostly known for, I think you pronounce that, Ubu Roy. It's a play. And I tried to watch some of it, but it was in French. So I didn't understand it. I wouldn't know. Well, it was apparently caused brawls in the theater when it was done. Mm, so it wasn't a good play. From what I understand, it was a very good play, but that it, it had profanity and mm. chaos. A smutty play. The main <laughs> character, I want to say, was not a wonderful person. Ah, a Scrooge. Well, Alfred Jari enjoyed alcohol and pranking people. Yes. His last words were, I am dying. Please bring me a toothpick. Wonder what was so bad about the food he had eaten that he didn't want to take it to the grave. Some people really like toothpicks. And I know this because when I was working in the restaurant and we stopped handing them out during the pandemic when that first started, people would yell at us over a toothpick. Hmm. So, of course, I thought of that and had to look up death from toothpicks. I'd say there's a ton of them. Um... Sherwood Anderson, American novelist, died 1941 while on a cruise. He was drinking a martini and swallowed the toothpick that Olive was on. He suffered terrible pain for several days, and then the toothpick caused an infection in his intestine, causing his death. Yep, that will, uh, that will be a terrible way to go. I also found this story about a 50-year-old woman in Portugal. She went to the doctor complaining her throat hurt. They gave her psychological testing and found out she was psychologically fine. So they sent her home with antibiotics for a cold. A day later, she was found dead and covered in blood from a wound on her head in her partner's bathroom. So, of course, they accused him at first. But the autopsy showed green color on the skin around her neck, a fragment from a wooden toothpick covered in pus, and two puncture wounds in her throat wall. The toothpick interfered with nerves vital in the control of the brain, heart, and lungs, leading to cardiovascular collapse. And she just fell and hit herself. She hit her head on the bathroom floor, and that's what caused the bloody injury from her head. I mean, she was already dying. Yeah. There was also a New York Times article in 1984, and at that time, it says doctors found that about 8,000 people a year are injured from toothpicks. My Aunt Pinky, who was a nurse for a while. I remember she always, always warned us about toothpicks. Yeah. We were never to have toothpicks in our mouth for any long period of time. No. She did not have them in her home that I can remember. Whenever I would go eat with her and I'd get one, she'd get real upset. Yeah. And she was a nurse for a long time and so said she'd seen some, seen some but bad especially stuff. Especially if the things we've read here. Yeah. But to all those people that yelled at me and my coworkers over the toothpicks, if you think about it, they're really not sanitary even before the t- pandemic because you either have the ones that you grab where everybody's hands is in, or you have the little thing where you push down to get it to come out, in which case a bunch of people have pushed down that and then you're putting it in your mouth. And that's so it. why wouldn't you just go to like the Dollar Tree or a dollar store and put some in your car if you want a toothpick that bad? 
that and why are you going to yell at somebody that's just doing their job and being doing what they're told to do because you can't get a toothpick the people who want a toothpick that bad have had something stuck in their mouth like in their teeth Mm -hmm. to the point where they have already picked at it and then they're going to reach down and press that thing to get the toothpick on the way out and everybody who gets the toothpick have probably suffered the same problem so imagine all the nasty oh yeah (laughs) not that this has anything to do with that but from working in a restaurant the lemons are also not sanitary i don't use lemons for anything well a lot of people do now we're going to dylan thomas he was a welsh poet born october 27th 1914 in south wales he wrote poems such as do not go gentle in the good night and death shall have no dominion he died november 9th 1953 in new york city after a night of excessive drinking he collapsed in the chelsea hotel and later died at st vincent's hospital his last words were i've had 18 straight whiskeys I think that's the record. It would be for him. Now, fun facts about alcohol-related deaths. More than 140,000 people died from alcohol-related causes from 2015 to 2019. About 97,000 men and about 43,000 women. Men must like to drink a bit more, or they're just weaker about it. Yeah. Alcohol is the fourth leading preventable cause of death in the United States behind tobacco, poor diet, and low physical activity, and illegal drugs. Huh. You know, I've seen tobacco, and I might have seen the dietary part. Yeah, I don't know if this has changed since then, because this was from 2015 to 2019, which I guess isn't that far behind, but still, it could have changed. Yeah, I think Daisy's getting a bite to eat. She is. Yep, that's that sound. And I don't know if I'm going to say this last name right, but Ronald Dahl? That's how I would have said it. Okay. Born September 13, 1916 in Wales, died November 23, 1990 in, I want to say, Oxford, England. I could only find one source that said that, so. That's better than no source. Yeah. He was a British writer for popular children's books. Oh. The BFG, which I was told to say it's not from Doom. The Big Friendly Giant. The Big Friendly Giant, I read that. But. I also played Doom. Well, I only played the very first one that had horrible graphics so i don't know what that's supposed to be in reference to okay it's a big gun and what do you think the f stands for big fucking gun that's what it is all right there's, it's, this is 3000 in the newer games oh bfg 3000 okay so he also wrote james and the giant peach matilda charlie and the chocolate factory as well oh, wow there was a lot more i just didn't add them in but he wrote a lot of you books, know i didn't have a clue popular ones yeah i didn't have a clue this this they were all the same writer i didn't either i didn't even know matilda was a book at first i, I don't know anything about matilda but all the other ones i recognize matilda's the little girl that her family didn't want her and they just pretty much neglected her so she read a bunch of books and she started she was extremely intelligent and started to develop these psychic powers, powers. oh well goodness. these powers where she could move stuff with her head. Isn't that just Firestarter? Carrie? Yeah, but she wasn't evil. Well, I guess Carrie wasn't evil to begin with either. No. But she was a little girl that did that. His last words were thought to be, you know, I am not frightened. It's just, it's just that I'll miss you all so much. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Then the nurse injected him with morphine. So his actual last words were, ow, fuck. Oh, no. I mean, were they euthanizing him? No, they were just, well, I guess... They were injecting him with morphine, so I guess they wanted him to not feel pain, but he felt it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Something must have been really wrong with the guy for him to need morphine. Yes. And then I'm to my fun facts part. And I tried to look up death by peaches, but couldn't find anything except for this woman named Peaches that got murdered, I believe. I, I could be wrong. That's but. So I looked up death by chocolate. And I don't mean the recipe, because at first I looked up death by chocolate, and that's all that came up was a chocolate cake recipe. You probably shouldn't eat something called that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know. It sounds good. So I had to reword it in my research. And I found a chocolate factory exploded in Pennsylvania. I believe it happened in the year 2023. Yeah, Beth. I remember that. I don't. I don't watch a lot of news anymore, because it... It's kind of really negative. Yeah, the chocolate factory exploded. Yeah. They believe it was a gas leak and it killed seven people. Yeah. In the year 2009 in New Jersey, a 29-year-old employee of a chocolate factory was pouring the chocolate into a vat for melting and he fell in from a nine-foot high platform. Okay. As the chocolate was being mixed. The chocolate being churned was apparently for Hershey's. Oh, no. I doubt they used it. I would hope. Yeah. Anyway. I, I wouldn't eat Hershey's chocolate that had 29-year-old employee mixed with it. No. Poor guy. At least put it on a warning label. Yeah, that's unfortunate, though. Yeah. Lady Nancy Astor was born, <laughs> what? Nothing. She just sounds like she belonged on the Titanic. There was an Astor on the Titanic, but I don't know if she was a part of that. I didn't see anything, but I didn't exactly look too much into that. She was born May 19th, 1879 in Danville, Virginia. Cool. That's yeah. Not far off. No, not. She died May 2nd, 1964, in England. She was the first woman to sit in the British House of Commons. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yes. Her last words in response to seeing her whole family by her bedside was, Am I dying or is it my birthday? Bad news, <laughs> Miss Nancy. And I couldn't find much because I looked up birthday deaths and I couldn't find too much that was interesting. But I found the birthday effect which shows statistically you're more likely to die on or near your birthday than any other day. We found that to be kind of true. Do we? Yeah, Bill, I, didn't he go? When was his birthday? December. So yeah, he, it would have been close. Yeah. Yeah. But I also hear that um, you're more likely to die on or around Christmas and the holiday season. Yeah, a lot of people try to hang on until just after Christmas. Yeah. They put up a good fight. Karl Marx. Born May 5th, 1818 in Germany. Died March 14, 1883 in London. Mm-hmm. There was a whole list of things that he was, but... Uh, yeah, you've heard of Marxist? Like... No. Okay, never mind. No. He was a German philosopher, historian, sociologist, journalist, and a political theorist. The biggest thing he done, if you look down the next one, down on your list, yes. I see that. The Communist Manifesto is some of his notable work, which I've heard of, but I've Really don't know much about it. I should have done more research on it, but uh, I had a lot to cover, so. It's kind of what founded communism. Yeah. That had an impact on the world. Yeah, it did. His cause of death, I put bronchitis, but I also seen a source that said it was pneumonia, so I'm guessing it was just something to do with breathing or lungs or throat. Could have been anything then. Yeah. His last words in response to his housekeeper asking him for his last words was, Go on, get out. Last words are for fools who haven't said enough. He said plenty. I was going to say, from what I was looking into, he was many things, and it looks like he did a lot of talking, so I guess he has a point. Yeah. 
USSR and People's Republic of China and all that. Francisco Pancho Villa, I believe is how you say that, born June 5th, 1878, died July 20th, 1923, was assassinated during an ambush. Have you not heard of him too? No. Okay. But I actually believe I highlighted his name when I was taking these notes because I wanted to look more into it. He had a very interesting life as well. Yeah. Well, his last words were, don't let it end like this. Tell them I said something important. Most people try to think about what they will say if they are in a dangerous profession. I hope I'm asleep so I don't, I'm not able to say anything. That sounds like the ideal situation. <laughs> now we're going on to death row last words. Those are the saddest ones, really. There's some interesting ones. Some of them say that there's no records of these actually being their last words, and I try to note that in the ones that I found that. Who knows? They're still interesting. Thomas J. Grasso, born November 23rd, 1962 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, died March 20th, 1995 in McAllister, Oklahoma, by lethal injection. He strangled an 87-year-old woman in her Tulsa, Oklahoma home on December 24th, 1990. Wow, what an awful time to do that. He did it by using her Christmas lights. Oh, man. He was able to steal $8 from her purse, $4 in loose change, and a TV, which he sold for $125. Some people, <laughs> and the extent they go to. In July 4th, 1991, he murdered an 81-year-old man on Staten Island. He was able to steal his social security check. Well, that was probably more than he got from poor old uh, woman on Christmas. Yeah. I didn't put the names mostly of the victims, because some of these later on, I want to have a whole episode on them. So I wanted to go in more detail whenever mm -hmm. I did that. I also did put some last meals in here for some of these. This one in particular, his last meal was two dozen mussels, two dozen clams, a double cheeseburger from Burger King. Half a dozen ribs, two strawberry milkshakes, half a pumpkin pie, strawberries, and he asked for a can of SpaghettiOs with meatballs. But they gave him just regular spaghetti. Out of all the stuff he asked for, he just asked, they gave him a spaghetti. Oh, no. They gave him everything else just fine, but uh, oh. he wanted his can of SpaghettiOs and he got regular spaghetti. Um, I'm, not, I'm not taking up for the guy, you know, so. Yeah. His last words were, I did not get my SpaghettiOs. I got spaghetti. I just want the press to know this. I wonder if that brought a chuckle to some people. I would have probably chuckled. So the Christmas lights thing stuck out to me. So I looked up Christmas decorations. I bet there deaths. was a lot of fires. Yeah, I didn't add the fires because I feel like the news probably every year warns you about the fires. And for a good reason. And has their own yeah. statistics for it. But I did find from 2007 to 2016, it's estimated that more than 173,000 people in the United States were injured by Christmas trees, lights, and other holiday decorations. Well, maybe they should tone it down just a little. I don't really decorate for Christmas. I have this little tabletop Grinch Christmas tree and a couple of like little Grinch items because that's pretty much all I like about it. And I'll set them around but it's not many at all so i have to decorate the outside large pine tree for mom which involves like a 20 foot long pole and hundreds of feet of lights it's quite the production yeah there was also this one makes sense because i do not like the santa clauses but about 227 children are injured from accidents related to visiting santa such as a few ending up in the emergency room after falling off his lap while trying to run away 
Well, some kids just don't get along with Santa. Yeah. Or his big white beard. Kind of creepy, but I get it. Now we're going to George Apple. He was born in 1886, died in 1928 from the electric chair because he murdered a New York City police officer. And his last words were, Well, gentlemen, you are about to see a baked apple. I have heard that one. I think his last words are pretty much the only reason people know who he is. So I looked up death by apples. I didn't find much about people dying from apples, but I did find this about, I want to say it's pronounced Manchinelli, Manchinels, Manchinels. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm not sure. It's a small apple-like fruit. It tastes sweet, and it's also called the Little Apple of Death, which I like that better because I can actually pronounce that. Yeah. Yeah. It's found around the Caribbean and northern tropics. The indigenous people used the sap to poison arrows and contaminate the water supply of their enemies. Of course. If consumed, it can cause intense burning and severe swelling of the throat. The area around the mouth may get inflamed or blister, and it can cause possible digestive problems. It doesn't, I mean, it sounds bad, but it doesn't sound deadly. Well, just touching the leaves or standing under them while it's raining can cause blistering wounds on the skin. Okay, that's enough to really bother an enemy, if nothing else. Yes. And if sap or smoke from the burning wood gets in your eyes, it can cause temporary blindness. You know, poison ivy could do that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting. I didn't Mm -hmm. know about that little apple-like fruit. I never heard of it. James French, born 1936, I believe in Illinois. He died August 10th, 1966 in McAllister, Oklahoma. I want to say he was the last one to be executed. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Anyway, he was serving life for murdering a West Virginia man who gave him a ride while he was hitchhiking. Huh. He murdered him and stole his car. And then in October 27th, 1961, he murdered his cellmate. And he said he did it because he was stupid and refused to shape up. What? Yeah, that was ex- his excuse for... What's up with that? And I want to say he asked for the death penalty. A lot of people penalty, do, believe it or And not. he believed that his cellmate also deserved the death penalty. So I guess that's why... He's he dealing out justice to whoever. <laughs> um, Let me do you a favor. <laughs> wow. His last words were, hey, fellas. How about this for a headline for tomorrow's paper? French fries. Oh, that was in my book as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I never knew the rest of the story, but I just had the name and what. See, at first when I was doing the notes for this, I was just writing down the last words. And then I was like, that's not really that interesting. That's just going to be me listing off a bunch of words. Why not look into some of these a little bit more? Yeah. So I looked up fry-related deaths, and I found that in 2022, In Brooklyn, a 23-year-old McDonald's employee was shot in the neck and killed by a 20-year-old who was upset because his mother got served cold fries. He's a mama's boy, for sure. Yeah. I love my mama, but I, I, I also worked at McDonald's as my first job, and I know how horrible people treat those employees that are just trying to do their jobs. So, no, I'm, you're going to be lucky if I even say anything about it. I might go up and simply ask politely because you know that's a thing. You can go up and politely ask, could I get some fresh fries? Yeah. Instead of going up and shooting a poor young McDonald's employee. Or just get home and put them in the microwave. Yeah. 
I like microwave well, fries. They got served cold fries, but it didn't turn out to be a cold case because the 20 year old got convicted or, as he should. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of had it coming. Yeah. Jimmy L. Glass, born 1962, died June 12th, 1987 in Louisiana from electric chair. 87. I didn't even know they were still operating those things in 87. Yeah. He bound, gagged, and shot a couple. The man was 55. His wife was 51 on Christmas Eve. Oh, a lot of that happening in this episode. I, it seems Christmas or the holiday season. It's a real stressy is, time. So yeah. you have to go out and, I suppose, rob and murder someone, I guess. I don't I guess know. So. His last words was, I'd rather be fishing. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> he must have I been, bet you would. He probably didn't. He's not one of the ones who asked for the uh, death penalty, I'd imagine. Mm. Doesn't seem like it. James W. Roger, born August 3rd, 1910 in Texas, died March 30th, 1960 in Utah by firing squad. He murdered a co-worker while working in the mines on June 19th, 1957. He shot the man multiple times in the head, arm, and torso. And the reason for this was because they had an argument about how to properly grease a shovel. I don't know what to say to that. That's just as silly as the cold fries. A lot of these are so ridiculous. They've probably been in each other's throats for a while. Yeah. And that just happened to be the last straw. I mean, he which was sounds he in so the, pathetic. Did you, did you say he in the mines? He murdered him in the mines? So he came prepared. I'm going to assume he was in the mines because they were arguing about how to do this. Okay. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. His last words were, I done told you my last request. Bring me a bulletproof, bulletproof vest. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> he didn't get his bulletproof vest, though. He didn't ask for... It, like, uh, like the SpaghettiOs, he did not get what he asked for. <laughs> he had another person not asking for the death penalty, clearly. <laughs> now, this is one that I want to do a whole episode on because I really didn't know about him. And when I was reading up and skimming through this stuff, I found it to be a very interesting story. So Francis Tugun Crawley, born October 31st, 1912 in New York City, died January 21st, 1932 by electric chair. He robbed a bank, stole cars, and shot a few people, some of them being officers, and some of them did die. Seems like the kind of person that would end up in the chair. Yeah. Like I said, I want to do a whole episode on him, but he has so much yeah. so much like, so much more detail to go into for him like a bonnie and it's really Clyde. interesting yeah his last words were you sons of bitches give my love to my mother now no records can be found that this is true or not but from what i read about him it sounds like the sons of bitches part especially sounds like something he would say i don't know about the give my love to my mother part because that from what i'm thinking he didn't have a very good family life. Who knows then? Yeah. Like I said, I, I'm pretty interested in that one. I definitely want to do one on that. Johnny Frank Garrett, born December 24th, 1963. Died February 11th, 1992 from lethal injection in Texas. He was convicted for the murder and rape of a Catholic nun, which was also his neighbor. Oh, no. Um, yeah. On yeah. October 31st, 1981. In Amarillo, Texas. She was 76 years old at the time, and he would have been 17 years old. What? Oh, no. The, the boy had problems. Mm. His <sighs> last meal was ice cream, 
and his last words were said to be, I'd like to thank my family for loving me and taking care of me. The rest of the world can kiss my ass. Well. This is another one of those that some sources say this is not true, that he refused to say any last words when asked. But still some interesting if they are true. It looks like this should be public record. It, yeah, I don't think at some of these times they kept very good track of these things, but I, mean, I feel like they should. This was 1992? Yeah, that should have been It was the 80s. documented. Yeah. More commonly known, the John Wayne Gacy. Oh, I know of him, yeah. Born March 17th, 1942 in Chicago, Illinois. Died May 10th, 1994 in Statesville, Illinois from lethal injection. He's known for performing as a clown at children's parties and murdering at least 33 boys and young men. He's the reason. No, no, there's another guy, I believe, who is the reason for the uh, stereotypical kidnapper in a van trope thing. Hmm. His last meal was a bucket of KFC original recipe, French fries, 12 deep fried shrimp, one pound of strawberries, and a bottle of Diet Coke. I would rather have regular Coke, but his last words were, kiss my ass. And I really didn't put this one in here for the listeners, but I put it because I thought you would think it was interesting. Uh Um, Sheila Warren dressed up as a clown and shot a woman at her doorstep, went up to this woman's doorstep in Florida and shot her while dressed like a clown. She was actually the former owner of the Purple Cow in Kingsport. I've ate there. Yeah, it's a pretty good place to eat. It's not too far. No, I hadn't ate there yet. Um, it is close to us, and we have ate at the Purple Cow, and pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, food's okay, for sure. Yeah. I think someone drove into it not too long ago, tipped yeah. it over. Oh. I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I've seen that on the local... Well, it's not a very big building. I guess it's... Not the whole building, the cow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Poor cow. <laughs> someone drove into the building and just tipped it over. Well, it's not a very big building. For anyone listening, the Purple Cow, the drive through Purple Cow building. It's not one of those places pur- you go in. No, it's, it's like a PALS sudden service that you just pull up to it. It's smaller than a PALS, though. Pull up to it, go around and get your food. But there is a big Purple Cow planted outside right on the edge of the road. And someone has run into it not too long from now. How do you miss not a big Purple Cow? I don't think they did. I think they hit it. Exactly. Why would you hit the big Purple Cow? This one is strange. Last words. Eileen Warnos, I want to say is how you say her last name. Born February 29th, 1956 in Rochester, Michigan. Yeah. Died October 9th, 2002 in Stark, Florida from lethal injection. She murdered at least seven men from 1989 to 1990. That was quick succession. She made it very clear she hated men. Obviously. Yes. Her last words, and if you can understand these, please let me know. I just like to say I'm selling with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus, June 6th, like the movie Big Mothership and all. I'll be back. Independence Day is not on June 6th, first of all. So I don't know what that's supposed to be about. Some say she was talking about the rock, the actor, but I don't know if he was that popular back then. I don't know. Either. I would have been like seven, I believe. I have <laughs> so I no know. idea. What any or of if she just meant a stone. And I don't know why she thinks Jesus is going to come with her. Have she? Which she has not come back, obviously. Oh, but, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got uh, in my notes, excuse me, ma'am, but what? 
Could you please explain? Yeah, it looks like you at least asked that much. <laughs> yeah, but who knows? She uh, is another one I need to go into. Maybe it's an inside well. joke to someone. Someone Maybe. who know her really well that is clearly not a man. It's just <laughs> laughing it up every time somebody mentions it. I don't know. Who knows? We'll probably never know. No. Wesley Allen Dodd, born July 3rd, 1961 in Washington, died January 5th, 1993 in Washington, and was executed by hanging oh, in wow. 1993. In Washington. In Washington. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the reason for execution was because he kidnapped, raped, and was a child molester. Another one of those need to go into more detail on later on. Oh, dear. His last meal was broiled salmon and fried potatoes. I mean, compared to Gacy's big KFC pack, this sounds kind of sad. Yeah. His last words were, I was once asked by somebody, I don't remember who, if if there was any way sex offenders could be stopped. I was wrong. He said no. Mm, Okay. Sorry, I missed that part. He said no. And he was wrong. Because he got caught. And executed. Robert Towery? Born July 20th, 1968, died March 8th, 2012, from lethal injection in Arizona. He was known for robbing and murder. His last words, after apologizing to the victim's family and talking about the bad choices he made in life, were, I love my family, potato, potato, potato. Why? I believe they had already injected him and... Maybe he was delirious. thinking about potatoes. I don't know. Delirious, yeah. That's probably, if I had last words, that's probably what it'll be. Potato, potato, potato. <laughs> or tater chip. Some, uh, probably not fun for some people, but I put fun fact about potatoes and death. Everybody knows about the potato famine, but I have it in here as well. The Irish potato famine is estimated to have killed one million deaths, one million people between 1845 and 1851 from starvation or hunger-related diseases. That's not so great. There was also one, I believe, a Russian family had rotting potatoes in their basement, and the gases from it killed them. It poisoned them and killed them. You can smell. We've had potatoes that go bad in the dairy, and you can smell that. It's, it's not a good smell. How they lived with that long enough to yeah. die from it. I want to say that the parents died and only one of the children, a girl, lived, if I'm not mistaken. Probably couldn't take the smell anymore. <laughs> but also, I found in India, eight people died after massive sacks of potatoes caused a facility's roof to collapse. I want to say this happened in March of 2023. Of, of course it did. Some sources said that it was actually 14 people, but BBC said eight, so I'm going with BBC's. I would too, unless it was an old report. Like I said, the date that I seen was March 2023, but I don't know if that's the last time they updated it or if that's when it happened. Carl Panzram, born June 28th, 1892 in Minnesota, died September 5th. 1930 in Kansas by hanging. He killed at least 21 people and is he said that he sodomized at least a thousand males. His last words, after he spat in the face of the hangman, he said, hurry it up, you Hoosier bastard. 
I could kill a dozen men while you're screwing around. I didn't know what Hoosier was, so I looked it up. It is Indiana, I believe, resident of Indiana. What? Like the U.S. state of Indiana? Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Curtin, I believe. This is a German one also, and I don't know if I'm saying that last name right, but it looks like Curtin. Born May 26, 1883 in Germany. Died July 2nd, 1931, also in Germany, by guillotine. Guillotine. Guillotine, yes. He was known as Dusseldorf Vampire. As the Dusseldorf Vampire. It's a cool name. Yeah, I also need to look into him as well. He sounds like Dumbledore turned into a vampire. <laughs> He's Dumbledore's other brother, Dusseldorf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he murdered at least nine people. Oh, not a good brother. No. Uh, his last words were, tell me, after my head is chopped off, will I still be able to hear, at least for a moment, the sound of my own blood gushing from the stump of my neck? That would be the pleasure to end all pleasures. Well, I believe you are conscious for quite a while. Yeah. Well, that was exciting. And I actually have a lot more up. Well, we might come back to them at a later time. Yeah. We'll get into something else next week and branch off for a while. Speaking of which, I have a few next episode ideas that I was going to have you pick from. You can choose haunted amusement parks, torture devices, haunted roads, haunted or cursed objects, or we could do like a quick overview episode of different natural disasters. Let's go with the haunted amusement parks because we haven't had enough hauntings in this podcast series yet. All right. Haunted amusement parks it is. Cool. So we'll look forward to that. If you like what you've heard here today, uh, you can find our other podcast. It is called Brother Knows Quest in the description of this podcast. I'll leave a link to our podcast network, The Gruesome Gaming Group, and it will take you to a site where you could look at all of our podcasts. We also, or me and Dakota, my friend, also have a podcast called Leveling Duo, where we talk about the video games that we liked and then have came back to to enjoy and as we've grown up. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. And we hope that you come back again next week. Goodbye.